You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Back to D-Lo and KC, brought to you by Sky River Casino, live all around the world on the free Odyssey app. I don't know if I should just start talking. I can't tell if we're on the radio or not. Are we on the radio? Oh, we are on the radio. There it is. That's fine. No, that's fine. No, we're good. Everything's fine. Just relax. Everybody relax. We're fine. Kyle Matson's literally working... 12 hours today. He doesn't know, but we're keeping him around for the KSFM show as well. So he's actually working like 17 hours today. Sounds good. Get ready it's to gonna play It's going to be a that. record. Get ready to play wait. that sexy red. Hey, ski. Well, <laughs> if you play one K-pop song, I'm in. Oh, well, no. guess we'll see you tomorrow, pal. Not in. <laughs> not in. <laughs> I got it. Guess we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, you know what happened uh, nine years ago today? Nine years ago today. In, in what? Basketball. Oh. Uh... December 12th. You probably won't. No. <laughs> Kobe walked out on his teammates in practice and called him soft as Charmin. <laughs> he said, now I've seen why we've lost 20 effing games. <laughs> well. Kobe had had it with them boys. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, can I, look. <laughs> Laker fans. Jason Jones joins us later. Just, hey, shout out to all the Laker fans. Just all of you. Okay. Lake show. No need for that. Can we just... Don't don't invoke Kobe's name into your stupid-ass argument. If you're talking about about banners, if you're talking about uh, in-season tournament banners, don't talk about what Kobe would want or what Kobe would do. Like, you don't know. Shut the hell up. Mm. Don't invoke his name to make your argument look stronger just because he laughed at them kids on Jimmy Kimmel. If it's a competition, Kobe's going to try to go win it. Mm-hmm. Period. Regardless of banners or anything. Oh, it's a tournament? Oh, there's a winner. Okay, I'm going to try to go win it. Don't tell us what Kobe... Try that again. Unless your name is Vanessa, mm-hmm. don't tell us how Kobe would have felt about the in-season tournament. Don't use that Are for your stupid-ass Are they trying to say Kobe wouldn't have liked the in-season tournament? He said, they said, I, I, I said, Kobe... Kobe would be rolling over in his grave if he saw an uh, IST banner hanging up at the Crypto.com arena. Oh, I think those are two different uh, arguments, though. He'd want to win that thing for sure. <laughs> yeah. You could, you could argue it however you want to. Don't tell me how Kobe would felt. Your punk ass is on Twitter with 400 followers. Don't tell me how Kobe would felt. You're not tied to Kobe Bryant. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Don't do that. Keep your mouth shut. Don't tell me how Kobe <laughs> would feel about an IST banner. You don't know that. You don't know that. And truthfully, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't buy into that theory. I just hate when people go, oh, Kobe wouldn't. What the hell do you know? Shut the hell up. Y'all look stupid. Y'all look stupid. It's what I told you, though. It's what I told you. The dynamic around this changed the second your sorry-ass team got eliminated. When the team you root for, oh, in-season tournament, yay, yay, yay. Then your team got eliminated. This is stupid. Oh, y'all hanging banners. Oh, y'all popping champagne. Now you care. Oh, now you're in your feelings about it because it's not your team doing it. All right. I told you that would happen. Like clockwork. 
Fans became fans and started acting the same way. Media became media and started acting the same way. I mean, I, like I said, uh, shame on them for not always embracing it. I, I always loved the idea of the in-season tournament. Uh, and and the fact that, you know, you're playing to win and these guys are playing to, to, to win a championship in the in-season tournament. So those people who had those uh, – their, their takes changed after their team was out. Same on them. Y'all hate fun. <laughs> oh, this is embarrassing. They're popping champagne. All right, dude. Did they? I, I might have missed one did kid. They pop champagne? There, yeah, yeah, LeBron did it. Okay, I didn't. I didn't see. I don't think anyone knew what to do. And credit to LeBron James because I don't think anyone really knew what to do when they got back there. Mm-hmm. So LeBron did it. Uh, they I mean, they had they went to the. This is gonna. I think it was. I, I, this is what Chris Haynes called it. The champagne room. That's what he called it. Oh, he called it the champagne room, and which 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 was covered in Michelob Ultra. But <laughs> but Braun was the first one to grab the bottle and because I think everyone was like, "I'm not doing this unless LeBron does." Yeah, it. LeBron was, and LeBron did it. High. Yeah, LeBron did it. Yeah, absolutely. And so they did. Good times. I'm yeah. glad they enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad they enjoyed that one, man. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I don't the 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 banner thing one way or the other. They both work. If the if the Lakers would have said no, we're not doing it, or you know that works too. If they change their stance and say, uh, you know, we're raising the banner or we're putting the banner up or something like that, that works too. I think the way that they're doing it is perfect. I think that's. I think every team should follow that lead. What's that? raise a, a a banner or some type of banner just but just one that represents the in-season tournament when you win your first one the banner goes up you win your second one one banner two years on it mm-hmm. you win three times three i think the kings should do that for summer league well now put a, now you put a banner up do it for the california <laughs> classic <laughs> now one banner multiple years <laughs> Nobody runs the summer like the Sacramento <laughs> Kings run the summer. You're completely out of control now. I don't think so. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Am I make? I don't think I'm making this up. Aren't there rings involved now for a summer league? Yeah, yeah, for Vegas summer league, yeah. which is ridiculous. There's, there's no California Classic ring yet, <laughs> which which is ridiculous. I don't know what. Rings. It should be one of them. The medals. They should make an old school uh, a California classic ring that's like them old uh, uh, LL Cool J joints that they used to wear. That just it's the state of California, but oh, it covers the, the four the, knuckles. Yeah, the knuckles. The, yeah, the, the what are they knuckles. called? The knuckle ring. That's not what it's called. I can't remember what it's called, but the, it's it's all got John Cena warm the uh, word life knuckle shuffle shuffle. Oh no, that's a different thing. But um, five knuckle shuffle. No, you got you got it. <laughs> You got it. Um, that, was, that was his move. But um, the whole rings thing has gotten out of control. They've been giving rings away for AU uh, championships now. Like, well, they, what do you, Bro, they do it for fantasy football. Stop. 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 People, people doing too much. The Guru, championships be the rings. Guru from 95-7 wears <laughs> his fantasy football championship ring. I believe Come that. On, Come on, Guru. By yep. the way, so, sorry. If it? I had told you to guess one person, it was Guru who we all knew yeah, who did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was Guru. <laughs> Maybe Butch. No chance. Butch would be more likely to wear a replica 49ers Super Bowl ring, I think, than a fantasy football. Yeah, championship that's facts. Ring. 
He'd wear his uh, like fourth grade AAU championship. And ring. Bonte sure. wouldn't even talk to you if you wore one. <laughs> By the way, you should Google five knuckle shuffle before we make any more. Just references. not on a work computer. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? <laughs> you said it's a late flag. <laughs> so they let. So isn't that what? Isn't that what John used to call his move? Damn. Yeah. Well. <laughs> But remember, John Cena's move used to be called. Yeah, yeah Kyle threw a flag. Uh, 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 what was the the move used to be called? What was it called? The FU? What was it called? STFU. He used to have the ST. So that was the step through. But what was the the attitude adjustment? It used to be called something else. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the, come on, yeah. Warren, help me out, Bryce. The attitude adjustment was the PG version of what it was called. It was called something because he used to be he used to be edgier. I think they dumped the five knuckle shuffle after a while. Oh. <laughs> I that's what that's what I thought. I thought it was called the FU. Yeah, that's what I thought. Should, that's what I thought it was called the FU. They Google it. They should. They should. <laughs> they should. <laughs> shout out to all. I've the, never heard that before. Shout out to all the British <laughs> listeners. We appreciate. Never. Never heard that before. That I, is crazy. I had heard it somewhere. I was like, why did they make a John Cena reference? And I Googled it. Oh, that's not a John Cena reference at all. Okay. I don't know how to segue to Kevin Herter after that, but. Just say Kevin Herter's. That's all I'm going to do. I had, uh, you, could, you could probably use a joke right there, but I just think we'll just move on to. Rough night for Kevin Herter last night. Couldn't establish an offensive ribbon. Second game in a row uh, that Herter couldn't really get into a rhythm because he got into foul trouble. Mm. Uh, and that kind of took him out of the game. That's part of the reason I think we've been able to see guys like, I mean, Malik does this on a daily basis, but you got to play for or a nightly basis, but you got to, his minutes got to come somewhere. Mm-hmm. And for the last couple of nights, they've come at the expense of Kevin Herter just because he's had struggle staying on the floor. And then a, just an absolutely from a bench perspective, or hell, from a anybody perspective, a massive night from Trey Lyles last night. Long-winded way, really good night from the Kings' second unit again. Yeah, I, I don't know what's up with Kevin other than this just happens from time to time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the foul trouble, I, I don't like to see that from him, but um, he's, he's up and down sometimes. He's mm-hmm. up and down. Uh, we saw how the season started. We saw what he did about a week, two weeks into the season where he was completely on fire. And they all bounce out to about his career averages. <laughs> That's usually usually how it goes for him. So um, just last two games, those things happen for him. And I expect him to have a good game um, tonight. I think I was trying to find exactly when he said, I don't know. But Malik kind of talked about that a little bit in the post game. Um, you know, talked about. Well, he talked about just how the team is put together, and and you know he had a big night tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some other people, yeah, I caught Kevin didn't, but Mm -hmm. I mean he's not selfish. Like Mm -hmm. he just goes out and play. Tomorrow might be his night. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the mentality this team has. That's the way they go about things. That's the way these guards that kind of rotate minutes go about things as well. And I think that's one of the reasons why. They're one of the best teams in the league because it's all, I said it last year, and it's still true right now, it feels like. It's all about winning with this group. It's all about winning. And I think we've given that conversation, it's just due in recent days, maybe weeks, 
But it really is an important part of this king's dynamic that we should continue to point out. And it's the unselfishness of this group. Mm. Part of the reason this team is successful, when you hear when you you some you hear words in sports like culture mm-hmm. thrown around a lot. And what we're seeing with the Sacramento Kings this year is one of the many reasons like culture is so important. You want an environment where guys like each other. You want an environment where guys want to play for each other. You want an environment where Malik knows he can have 21 and do what he do on a night that Kevin Herter has four. But he also wants to know that if his shot's not falling and he's struggling, that Kevin Herter can step in and go for 18 or 20. Or in Kevin Herter's case, he might be able to go for 28, 29, something like that. Um we saw Trey Lyles do it. Like we've we saw Keon Ellis do it. You know, in Phoenix, you you, you regular. We've had Javale McGee games. Last night, I wouldn't quantify as a Javale McGee. Javale had the rockiest like two minute entrance into a game in recent memory. I was scared to look at my phone when Javale came into the game. I was like, how many James Ham tweets have been fired off in the last 120 seconds? Um, but. This team like buys into each other. JaVale could have himself a night mm-hmm. against the Clippers, and that is not common. I, let me rephrase. It's not as common as we think it is. Mm. Yeah. That level of unselfishness that this team has is it's unique mm-hmm. and it's special. And it's part of the reason that this team is special. Man, that's why that's why I love watching this team, man. That's why I, Love to see them compete um, and love the team that they put together because, like I said, man, it's just all about winning with these guys, man. It's all about winning. I love that. And like you said, it is – it's not something – you would think that it's something that everybody would have or everybody would feel uh, across the league or in team sports, but it's not always how it goes. So it's it's never on display more than – Guys like you talk about, JaVale, maybe not having the best game, not playing a whole lot of minutes. Uh, Kevin Herter, not having the best couple of games, you know, or not getting the shots up that, you know, maybe he got two games ago. And still just being there, being ready to go. You see it in somebody like Davion. You know, I've, I've witnessed Davion. I've, I've looked at Davion, um, who's out of the rotation. He's not sulking. You know, he's locked into the game. Cheering his teammates on, mm-hmm. uh, cheering on Keon, you know, and and like you said, some would think, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. You're a good teammate. It's not as common as you would think, yeah, you know. But when when you're on this team, uh, I, I believe in that contract. I believe in you know the commitment they made to each other as teammates. The all in contract, all in, man, and and they take it seriously, and they don't half step on it, man. I also Love think, it. at least in Davion's case, which is kind of unique is at least if I were him as frustrating as this I'm as frustrating as I'm certain this is for him part of him has to he was here last year mm-hmm. he saw Terrence Chemezi mm-hmm. he saw you know Rashawn in, in years past he knows just do what you do be a good teammate yep. be engaged because there's probably going to be an opportunity for me again That's right. down the line. For for whatever reason it may be, there's probably going to be an opportunity. 
just stay locked in, stay focused, and be ready when your opportunity comes. That's it. That's it, man. And and, and we saw it last year, like you said, with Terrence and a guy like Metu. Mm-hmm. Seemed like they were out of the rotation. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. they're they're playing four or five games in a row. Yep. Alex Lynn didn't play damn near all year. Then got re-signed. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. So you never know how these things play out. And, you know, talking about this team being being locked in and being about winning, it did remind me of – of Davion and, and just what I see from him sometimes. And he's still he's still a part of this group. Yeah. You know, he's still a part of this group, and and, and I love to see it. I want to make sure um, my brother gets his just due because I mentioned Harrison Barnes hitting some really big shots in the fourth quarter. Trey Lyles did as well. Mm-hmm. In fact, Trey Lyles hit all his shots <laughs> in the fourth quarter. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, Trey was three of three. Uh, in the fourth, two of two from three, also had five rebounds, eight points in the fourth quarter Man. for Trey Lyles to go along, and Trey played 10 minutes. I mentioned the shots HB hit. He had seven. He played four and a half minutes. Mm. And fourth quarter, Fox hit pretty early. And by pretty early, I mean the third quarter. <laughs> uh, he had a big third quarter, and he let his teammates do a bulk of the work uh, in in the four, still scoring six points, still being in the quarter, a team high plus thirteen, and Kings getting a win. Yeah. But uh, I, I I thought I thought Trey was super impactful yesterday, and it's this bench, man. It's the makeup of this bench and the like. After Phoenix, which really, who are we kidding? The game was Friday. We were talking about it yesterday. It's Keon. And it's Sasha, mm-hmm. right? Well, neither one of those guys had big outings last night. But it was Trey, and Harrison's not a bench player, but he's also you know not one of the all-stars, all-NBA guys. He, he stepped up big uh, in the fourth quarter when, as you pointed out earlier, the game got a little snug. Mm-hmm. You know, It got to within six, and it was Harrison and Trey that were like, nah, that's as close as you're going to get. Hmm. I think this was a wire-to-wire lead, too, for Sacramento. Uh, Double-check that was like, real quick. I don't know. It was like 2-0. Uh, yeah. They Brooklyn, never trailed. Brooklyn, yeah, Brooklyn never led. Hmm. Yeah. I Brooklyn mean. Never led. The the one thing I was thinking about last night after the, the game was over and Kings had won, and I was just like, yo, it's crazy, you know, because it's been so long since since – this has been the case with the Kings. We got a team that's just that's just good. It's just good. They're going to win regular season games. They're going to win a, bu- a bunch of regular season games. Yeah. They're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, like it's been. It, it sounds very um, elementary. You know, something very common, something really simple. But bro, it's been. I don't know. Almost twenty years. Like I don't even count last year. Because, yes, they were good, but we were, like, tripping on every single regular season game. Like, oh, what does this mean? Uh, they lose a the game. Is this, oh, is this when they fall back? Like, we were tripping. Now it's like, man, Kings beat the Nets. Hey, their family was asking me yesterday, you doing Drake? No, I can't do Drake bars every game. I'm not a rapper. They're going to win a lot. <laughs> they just win. I have select games for when they – that's what it is. They just win. Is tonight one? I thought about it. I thought about it. 
That's wow, a Drake Barr game. Okay, yeah, I, did, Barr. I didn't expect the decision well, to be so agonizing. Well, because I, originally I thought about either today or Thursday because you got the Thunder coming to town yeah. being a Drake Barr's game. Yeah. Tonight for sure, I think it might be tonight and Thursday. I think we might just go oh. back to back. Oh. Uh, back to back. Oh. Drake Barr games. Did you have something on Shay? You you said that's going to tie into something oh, later, but I don't know what it is, so I well, don't know how to lead you into no, it. No, no. So we talked about. We will talk to Will Z later about uh, you know t- t- tonight's game against the Clippers and yeah. So so last night with De'Aaron locking up a couple of times on Cam Thomas and a couple other guys, I had to tweet out there talking about how De'Aaron Fox. I said Mike Brown is right. De'Aaron Fox is clearly the best two way point guard in the league, mm-hmm. and. A lot of people, a lot of people came back like, you, you bugging, it's SGA. Oh, you forgot about SGA? You you ain't mentioning SGA? And <laughs> SGA's a hell of a defensive point guard. He does, he does some really good things out there. But the difference between those two, in my opinion, is in the game situations, Steph, you're playing against the Warriors, Aaron Fox guard and Steph Curry. All fourth quarter, De'Aaron Fox guarding Steph Curry. Against yeah. the Thunder, as good as SGA is, they put Lou Dort on Steph Curry. And not saying that SGA isn't a two-way point guard or anything like that, but it's different. It's different. He's not looked at to score 30 and stop the other team's best score. I was watching the uh, highlights from from the um, the the game last year, one seventy six seventy five or whatever the final score was, mm-hmm. was at the end of the first overtime, Paul George got the ball trying to win it. Fox is guarding him, mm-hmm. locking him up, making it difficult. Come on, man, that's the difference. Your 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 superstar is not doing that. He's not doing that. I, I've, I've, SGA is closest to it, but he's not doing that. They still ask Lou Dort to take on that that number one assignment. So that's always a lot of a lot of people like that. I didn't expect that to get as much traction as it did, but a lot of people were talking about SGA uh, yesterday, and I love SGA. I think he's a hell of a defender. Well, but was he ain't Fox? One, what was the verbiage of the tweet that De'Aaron Fox is the best two way guard in the league? Maybe or? what got people upset is I said specifically, I said uh, it's not even close. I said it's not even close. Let me see where is it at. So Mike Brown, Mike Brown was right. There it is. Mike Brown is right. The Aaron is the best two-way point guard in the league, and it's literally not even close. So maybe he's saying it's not even close. Brought people like, "Yo, show some respect to SGA." That's fair. I understand that because he is a, a heck of a, a defensive point guard. And I didn't even really think about SGA when I met when I said that. He he's in the in the category for sure. But I don't. I wouldn't put him above De'Aaron Fox. I think De'Aaron Fox should make first-team all-defense. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And, man, I know I've sucked. What a moment that's going to be for Doug Christie. Mm. I swear to God, Doug has been preaching that into existence for years Mm. and years and years. He was the first person that made me look at De'Aaron as a defensive player. When De'Aaron was not a defensive player, Mm -hmm. he was the one who was like, no, watch. And he told me what to watch for because I was like, what are you talking about? He told me specifically what to watch for. Watch the way that he moves. And, and, and they're simple things that anybody could put together. 
his speed, his reaction time, like every, all of the stuff that makes great defenders great defenders. Yep. Uh, De'Aaron has all of that. All of the stuff that makes De'Aaron a great offensive player is what makes him a great defensive player. Absolutely. And I want that for De'Aaron. I want that even more for Doug Christie. Mm. Mm. I think he's on his way. I, but they I got also two. want a plaque for the Kings all-defensive player uh, <laughs> hung they, up somewhere at Golden 1. They got they got two. Banner, maybe. Two all-NBA defensive teams, right? Two, yeah. First, yeah. I mean, there ain't no way he shouldn't be on one of those. There ain't no way he shouldn't be somebody's all-defensive team point guard. Or I don't know if they go point guard, I'm trying guard to, but just two guards. I'm trying to think who's out of the – they probably still have Drew on there. Oh, that's right. That's I, I was like, I'm, there has to be someone I'm missing. Yeah, it, SGA, Drew, De'Aaron. They love Drew Holiday. I mean, as they should. Drew Holiday mm. is is nasty, nasty. Let me see who who was it last year. If I got this right, Caruso, Derek yeah, White. I can't give him that. Drew now. Holiday were the guards. Well, Derek White. Careful, that'll be another hour <laughs> of the show passes talking about our man Derek White. Yeah, Derek, Derek yeah, White. but I mean the way the Celtics are playing, he, he's going to be recognized. Caruso was first team. It was Kyle. Caruso and Holiday. I was just going to be Jesse and come to the defense of my guy Derek White. Derek White is playing Alas. really well this year. He's and what, a really good player. But Derek White is. Yeah, he's played really well this year. I mean, I'm sure he was good last Some year. Some say it's Do you the know haircut. Why? I just, that's exactly what it was. Some would say it's the he haircut. He came home. He didn't. He didn't have to <laughs> wear the bandana anymore. The super high. <laughs> He's been great at the. He's been great at our monthly meetings. Oh, oh, good. The yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the gone home. home. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the the gone home group. Very, yeah, very good. Yeah. Very good. Uh, we'll, to Michael Jordan. We'll come. Back. <laughs> uh, we'll come back. I'm really excited to talk to Keith Smith. He's going to join us at the bottom of this hour. Uh, if you haven't read Keith Smith's article on De'Aaron Fox and uh, what his contract status could look like in the upcoming mm-hmm. years you're going to want to go see it. Plus, uh, we'll come back, and of course, we will talk about all of that with Keith Smith uh, coming up at at about the bottom of the hour. Um, But for the second straight game, Kings had a huge third quarter. Come back, we'll talk more about that as well. Steelham and KC, brought to you by Sky River Casino on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Sky River Casino on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Uh, I want to get to Steven here, 916-909-1320. We got Keith Smith joining us in just a heartbeat. But before we do, Johnny G got my attention. If you had to wear one shoe for the rest of your life, what would it be? Well, that's a good one. That is a good question. That's a good one. First of all, I'd be depressed. Yes, very. Um, so there's that. Second of all... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hmm. One shoe for the rest of your life. My first thought is an Air Max One. It's my first thought. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like the Travis Scotts though a lot. Hmm. You have the low originals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do I get to get new pairs of this shoe whenever I want, or is it sure. I have one pair? Now let's okay. go with you get new ones. Eleven lows. Eleven lows. Mm. Very good. I think it's 11's, not even close. I think elevens will be a lot of. Well, lot of I think I'd probably go Jordan One. Jordan One High. Because hmm. I can always, let's just for like, let's just say the Chicago Jordan One eyes. Because I mean, they it feels like they go with anything, anything on earth. So this is and tough. I, look good. I firmly believe the most comfortable shoe on the planet is that off white Presto I have. Hmm. However, can't necessarily do that with everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's tough. Let's get Steven in here. I don't know. What, what? What, flag? What happened? No, it's just the way you said That's tough. It is. I'm You've trying never to. thought about a question harder than this one. No. You were in a bad space. This is likely the most difficult question anyone's ever asked. <laughs> because there's, like, I, I don't think you could do Presto. Like, you, like, I can't do the suit look with Prestos. It doesn't work. No. But I could do it with Air Force Ones, which is arguably the most uncomfortable shoe God ever created. I'm not a big fan. But it works with everything. Well, I have a particular pair that I really like. Mm. 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 I don't know. This is difficult. This is tough. Let's get I think Steven. I'm going Jordan mm. 1 Chicago's. I think that's where I'm at. I've still been trying to find out if those Travis Scott Chicago's are ever, like, if those, that Ben Affleck had on, if those are ever a real those thing. crazy. Um, the... The the work that is the uh, Cactus Mac or whatever they're calling it. Mm-hmm. I, I want those shoes when they come out. Mm-hmm. Those is fire. That's let's, definitely a work. Bro. Let's get Steven here. Uh, 916-909-1320. Steven, what's happening? What's going on, guys? How y'all living? We, we good, good, brother. I might I might have to say it's, it's probably the the patent leather mics. It's, it's got to be the Jays for me. Mm. Thing on patent leather Jordans. Yeah, that's 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 mm. the Kyle Matson special. Yeah, it, it can go with a lot. But I just wanted to uh, give a shout-out to Mike Brown, you know, for what he's been doing with the squad. Just from, I think, from the beginning, I think a lot of what we're seeing with Fox is really having to do with the vision that Mike had. Because I think we, if we, you know, just watching Fox from, like, you know, Kentucky year one and just watching him grow as a player, you felt that he always had this in him. Like, I was probably, like, you know, this dude should be averaging 30. But he didn't have that aggression level to be able to uh, do it from a consistent basis. And what you saw Mike do, as soon as he came in, he was just preaching that this guy is elite. This guy is elite. And he had that, you know, he had that, uh, you know, track rate of, of coaching guys like a Kobe, like a LeBron, to be able to not just be saying it and it be noise, but for it to really 
like hold some weight. And DeFox now, I mean, I, I, I we're talking about the Pelican game as his worst game of the season. He dropped thirty. You know, and it's just like, and you walked away from like, man, that was a bad game, my dude. You know, he yeah. didn't, he didn't have it. You know, and it's just like that's where we are right now. It's fun to watch. <laughs> that's a great point, Stephen, because it became, uh, yeah, I don't like how he dropped thirty. <laughs> I mean, he dropped thirty. I just don't really like how he did it. Mm. Boy, times have changed. <laughs> man, times have changed. Now you guys get where I come from. Well, just like sometimes it's like you know what that's a great player but don't like how he did it tonight not his best that's you get you, me now that's what you guys uh would do with jordan Poole. i do that with every single player on a team that i like. but you're the doom and gloom fan that's what you are yeah big time like the warriors <laughs> have lost every title they've won in the first minute of the first game that they played facts and I know that because Kyle will text me. This series is over. It's two to zero. This series is over. They can't guard anyone. Oh, this is going to be a bloodbath. Do you know how many times this team's winning nine games this year? I called in 2022. I called Clay Thompson unplayable maybe 50 times in the finals. <laughs> you know what? I stand by it. Stand on business. <laughs> Damn right. At least I'm consistent. Standing on business. Thank you. Thank you for that. That's good sound right there. That's good sound right there. I think fans I think fans are generally doom and gloom though. Yeah. It's I mean, hard to it's hard when your team's down ten to go, it's all right. It's all right. This yeah. team makes runs. That's what they do. It's cool. It sucks. This isn't great. But they're okay. Yeah. And sometimes it's not okay, and sometimes it sucks. But most of the time, that run's going to happen, just like it happened for Brooklyn last night. The run's going to happen. Yeah, I, and generally, the fans are on one side or the other. Like they have endless optimism. They're like, "Yo, settle down." And they're down twenty with, with with six minutes to go. They're not coming back, or they're just doom and gloom. Like at the end of the first quarter, this isn't going to this isn't going to happen. They're up three. This isn't going to happen. It's either one or the other. Yeah, understandable. I, I go back and forth. Most of the times, I'm pretty optimistic. So 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 are, 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 is this now like the third quarter Kings? Just a complete opposite of what they were a handful of years ago where the third quarter, they'd get blown out 40-2 to two in the third quarter. You'd be like, well, that, that, that escalated quickly. Now all of a sudden, they're coming out. They, they had the, what was it, 33-12 to 12 yeah. on Friday. I think they put up – 44 last night? Yeah, 44. In the third? 44-37. Man, you had – we said uh, uh, fourth quarter Fox got started a little early. Uh, well, it was, it was third quarter early. Hmm. Uh, he had 14 uh, in the third, and he wasn't alone. Keegan, 5 of 5 from the field, 3 of 3 from behind the arc. He had 13 in the third quarter. Keegan turned up in that third quarter. And that that seems like the type of game that we want to see from Keegan on a regular basis. Now, obviously, that's like saying, oh, average 24. Not necessarily saying that, but, you know, I want to see him have numbers like that, 17 to 24 points a night. You know what I mean? That That's what I'm looking for. The big thing with him that, that is surprising and showing growth, in my opinion, 9 of 13, 13 shots. Only four of them were three-pointers. So that shows me he was working that mid-game. 
He's maybe attacking the basket a little bit more than normal and not just relying on catch-and-shoot threes. Uh, four or four from beyond the arc last night, I think some of that plays into the fact that he was getting in the rhythm all over the, the court, not just beyond the, beyond the arc. Man, watching it, he, he still smiles. and His personality is still the same, hmm. at least his, his personality to us. Mm-hmm. It feels like his personality on the floor is evolving. Mm. He's becoming more aggressive. He, you're, you're starting to see, um, you're starting to see. I'm afraid, De'Aaron Fox tendencies. You're starting to see his summer of training with De'Aaron Fox start to show up with some of his mannerisms on the floor. What, you start, so you think he, I mean, is he is he starting to get a little edge to him? Is a that little bit. Saying? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Again, <laughs> he's not he's not gonna yell mostly. He's not he's he's not gonna do any his his demeanor is gonna be the same. But you're seeing him waving guys off. Mm-hmm. You're seeing him get really aggressive in creating his own shot. Uh you're starting to see this turnaround fade away on a mm-hmm. very very regular basis. Yeah. I think you're you're just starting to see some elements to his game that did not exist last year. You know, a couple of things that he did in this game as well that I really loved is he was he was around that 15 to 17 foot range and he would just rise up over somebody and hit the shot. Uh a little bit off the bounce or off the dribble handoff or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's what because the the comparison stayed in my head since people said it and I didn't see it but now it's getting closer and closer to something that I can picture that's that Middleton level you know what I mean if you can if you can be 17 feet away maybe have the ball in your hands hit a little uh hezzy pull up with the left hand that's I think that's where his game gets into that this was Middleton level. That was everyone's favorite comp around draft time. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it, and now, now you do. Now I'm starting to see it. I don't. I, I got to see more in the way of of handling the rock from him and being able to shoot off the bounce, creating that in that respect. But I'm I'm starting to see it more and more. And that mid range, that's if he could do that off the bounce. Yeah, that's that's something that's interesting. Middleton running through the line. Middleton was the two on a championship team, right? Mm-hmm. I think he was the two. Some people would say Drew was the two, but I think Middleton yeah, I think was. I think it was Middleton. Mm-hmm. With respectfully to Drew Holiday, <laughs> shout out to Michigan Wolverines. Um, yeah, I, I think I think so too. So to have him here at Chris Middleton, potentially working his way towards Chris Middleton levels. As your third? Oh, man. This team's got some good things going on if that's the case. Do, do you believe in the notion or the thought that there's potential for Keegan to be two and that like it can, <clears throat> it can get real crazy if he becomes two? Or do you think that's kind of locked in stone? Like He's not going to be better than Domas. If we get to the point where that's a conversation, I'll, I don't care. Like if we're like if 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 in if next year, 
what are we, 21 games into the season? Mm-hmm. Next year, 21 games into the season. If we can pose the question, who's two on this team, <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. Because we're not asking that question on if, question if Domas is playing down. Mm-hmm. We're asking that question because Keegan is playing up. Right. Yeah, I'll take that. Right. I'll take that 10 times out of 10. Could it happen? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I also think it's always going to be – uh, it's gonna be. It's just gonna be judged different. I think Domas will always be judged different than Keegan. I think Domas will always be judged different than everybody else. In in um, in what way? Domas, I don't think is ever like. If Keegan shoots, like if Keegan scores thirty five. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know he 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 you know he got hot and you know he shot twenty times or whatever the case may be. Like I could see that. Mm-hmm. I can't see that with Domas. I don't see Domas ever doing that. Not scoring thirty five. I don't see Domas ever really trying to score thirty five. I just don't think that's unless he's unless he's got like nine offensive rebounds right. and he's just at the basket putting it away. I think you talk about facilitator first. I feel like Domas loves to facilitate. Mm. Uh, let's bring in our man uh, Keith Smith. Of he, he wrote a great, great article over on Spot Track that really laid out why uh, De'Aaron Fox passed on that two-year, one hundred plus million dollar extension uh, that Chris Haynes wrote about a couple of days ago. Keith, thank you so much for joining us. Love your writing. Always love talking to you. Uh, curious your thoughts. Twenty-one games into the season on this version of the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I think they're. A- about where I expected. They're clearly they're not catching anybody by surprise anymore. No, no one is like, oh, same old Kings. Like there's there's none of that, right? Everybody now knows this is a good team, and if you don't show up ready to play, they're going to beat you. And I think you know the the now is the question becomes, can they adjust to that and still get wins? And I think they're doing pretty well with it. It's been a little bumpy. They've had some guys in and out of the lineup that's caused some of the unevenness. But now that everybody's back, it seems like they're starting to find a little bit of groove and they're playing well. They're 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 here. They're they're a playoff team now, and that's kind of where we're at. Keith, where, where did you um, go on into the season? Just like what did you think about the Kings? Did did they still have to show you something uh, as far as look being looked at as a playoff team, or were you convinced? that's who they were going to be this year, and they could do a little bit more this year, like maybe a Western Conference Finals type team. Like, What, what, did, you, what did you think about them before you saw them this year? Yeah, I, I'm not riding the fence here, but it's a little bit of all of that, right? Like, like I thought that they, they would be a playoff team again. I didn't know that they'd have home court advantage. Just the West is so tough, and it's so deep with good teams that I thought it was going to be a fight for them to get into the top half of the playoff. Uh, teams, but I thought that they had a chance, and then I and I still think and believe now and believe then that if things break right, they could maybe make the uh, Western Conference Finals run. I think they've got enough talent. The big question was going to be, you know, can they sustain the success of last year? And so far, so good. And then my next question was, are they going to defend a little bit better? And now the odd thing is. They have defended a little bit better this year, and the offense has slipped a little bit, but I think the offense will get back together, and if they can sustain that better defense, then you know the future is really bright for them for the rest of this year and moving forward. You know, the great thing about that, Keith, is one of the reasons that the Kings have taken a step forward defensively is because of the individual you wrote about a couple of days ago, and that's De'Aaron Fox. Uh, Mike Brown called him 
the best two-way guard in the league. Um, what do you see in De'Aaron's game? Really, we'll just focus on the last two years because it feels like he obviously took that massive step last year with, where he was with winning players and a winning franchise and a winning coach. And somehow, at least through 21 games this year, has managed to take another massive step forward. Yeah, I think the big thing is all of the stuff in his game that was so speed-based before, that's all still there, but there's so much more than that now. There's no longer get the ball and just head down and I'm, I'm going to fly up the floor and I'll figure it out when I get you know, to the other end. Now it is, I can still do that if I need to, but more often than not, I'm going to take it a little slower, I'm going to let things develop, and then I'm going to get you. And I think he's become such a good, smart, crafty player with the way he plays, whether that be uh, you know, setting himself up or setting up his teammates. Uh, you know, there's, uh, I've noticed in, in the statistics, backed it up, he's eliminated a lot of the bad shots from his shot profile. It doesn't take those long twos anymore. A lot of those long pull-ups are out of his game. Those have turned into pull-up three-pointers now. It's crazy the difference just a foot or two makes, but it makes all the difference in the world, and he's knocking them down at a career-best clip, both in terms of volume and accuracy. So that's been huge. And then I'm glad you called out the defense because for years it's kind of been, you have all the tools. Why are you not a better defender? You should be getting after it. And I think for him, I think he's now finally kind of put it all together of, hey, if I want to be the player I want to be, and more importantly, we want to be the team we want to be, I got to bring it on both ends. And I'm this team's leader. I got to show it. And he really is getting it after it defensively, using that speed and quickness to make life tough on a lot of guys. It's been really fun to watch his progression kind of grow over the last few years into a guy now who I think is, you know, any question you're having about the best guards in the league, he better be on your short list. Talk about it. Uh, Keith, just because you, you watch the league, you, you see, you know, everybody. I, I'm with Mike Brown. I think he's the best two-way point guard in the game. But who are some of those other guys on that list? Is it a long list? Because only two people that come to my mind really are SGA and Drew Holiday. I think Fox is on another level slightly I mean same level but I, I put them ahead of him because um, number one he scores at a 30 point per game clip but then he's also guarding the other team's best point guard which is something that I, you don't see a lot in this league but who are some of those other guys that might be on that that same tier with him yeah you mentioned two of them in SGA and Drew Holiday I would put you know he's not there as the scoring threat but Derek White is really really good mm. Too. And I think Derek White's the guy. If Boston needed him to score more, he would. They just—that's not. They just don't need that. They've got plenty of other guys who can do it. Now, when guys have been out of the lineup or things have kind of gone sideways, he has stepped up and scored more. But yeah, I, I think you know De'Aaron Fox with the way he's playing on both ends. Uh, you know, with that, it's it, it's a little weird because I, I still don't know where we classify Devin Booker. Uh, right now, because he's kind of a point guard now, I guess, and and he's really filling that role. But he he has really improved his defense too. Um, you know, to to a level where there was a point when he came in, it's like, all right, this guy's going to be just kind of a shooter scorer type, and now he's really rounded out his game nicely. But that that's kind of it, right? That that's the company, and if 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 the company you're keeping is a whole bunch of all star and all NBA level guys, that's pretty good company for De'Aaron Fox to be in. Well, with that said, Keith, let's talk money. Uh, this is what you wrote about a couple of days ago. You laid out a variety of different scenarios for De'Aaron Fox, including 
the scenario he said thanks to and, and no thanks to. Um, how do you how do you think this winds up playing out for De'Aaron Fox and his long term future with the Sacramento Kings? Yeah, it's funny, you know, when he when the report broke that he turned that down, and I thought Chris Haynes did a good job of basically trying to say, hey, he turned it down, but he didn't turn it down because he wants to leave. Like, he turned it down because he wants to make a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but people, they, anybody turns down a contract, instantly the rumor mill starts, and they want out, they want to go somewhere else, and they want to take off, and that's certainly not the case. So I think, you know, as we look at this with Darren Fox, I think what's ultimately going to happen here is if this year continues to go for him and the team the way it has, he's probably going to be an all-NBA player. Now, it's going to be interesting with the new all-NBA rules where it's positionless. Does that help get more guards on the team? Does that hurt guards getting on the team? Like We can't just say, well, you've got to be one of the best six guards in the league, and that's how it goes. We're now going to look at it and say, right, no, there's got to be definitely um, you know, a position where it's got to be you know, you're going to be one of the best 15 guys. And I think there's a chance he gets there. If he gets there, he's going to get, I would imagine, from the Kings, a four-year uh, offer at the Supermax at 35%, which would put him, you know, at you know, four new years added on to his contract. And that puts him at, you know, about 270-ish in uh, 270 million, I should be clear about, in new money um, mm-hmm. after the two years left on his current deal. That's similar to what happened with Carl Anthony Towns and Devin Booker, uh, oddly enough, two other Kentucky guys um, that signed um, their contracts as soon as they were eligible. The good news for both Fox and, and the Kings is if he doesn't make it this year, he's got a little bit more of a window uh, where he could make it next year and be eligible for the extension. Or if he doesn't make it then, he's got one more year to play out on his current contract after that. And if he gets there, he could get eligible then. And then that would be a five-year uh, deal, which would be worth you know uh, almost $350 million in total new money. So that's, that's the kind of you know, world we're talking about that De'Aaron Fox is looking at. And that's why all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I get why he turned down two years, $100 million. <laughs> I'm just going to make Shohei Itani look like a sucker when this is all over. <laughs> So, Keith, if, if I'm hearing all this right, I want to make sure I'm following you. This is not a situation like Jalen Brown last year where he kind of – it was last year do or die. Fox has about two or three years to, you know, reach the threshold he needs to to make the big extension. And when he does that, that's when he's probably a little more likely uh, to, to sign the deal. But he's got like, from what I heard you, about three seasons, including this one, uh, before he has, you know, to play with. Yeah, he's got this year and each of the next two years to kind of qualify for that, uh, well, what everybody calls the supermax, that 35% uh, tier. So if he makes it in any of the next, uh, you know, couple years here, uh, he will be um, eligible for that as long as he makes all NBA. And, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, put a cap on it. I, I'm fairly confident he's not winning defensive player of the year. I don't know that an MVP is probably going to be in play. That's, you know, you're, you're talking real heady competition there. Maybe he gets there. Um, but All-NBA, that's certainly there. And from a contract standpoint, that, you know, qualifies him for all the same stuff. So I think, you know, there's a good chance we see him, you know, whether that be this year and then he signs the extension or he says, you know, and I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm going to play it out, or if he doesn't make it, like you said, he gets two more cracks at it, and then he has a chance. So I, th- I think we're going to see this come one way or another in the next couple of years. It's just a matter of, you know, does he get those post- postseason accolades that he needs to get. 
the absolute best breakdown on De'Aaron Fox's contract status was from Keith. 100%. Go out of your way to read this. Can I ask Keith one more question? Um, We're talking De'Aaron Fox. We love De'Aaron Fox. This is the franchise. But another guy we love here in Sacramento is Malik Monk. We love Malik Monk. There's people already stressing out over whether or not the Kings will be able to re-sign him uh, next season because I think of some of the early bird rights or whatever the terminology is. Number one, what do you think the Kings will be able to offer? And number two, what do you think the market might be for Malik Monk this summer? Yeah, that's the tricky part of only having him on a two-year deal. Um, with, with the way they got him, and you know, for you know, in all NBA terms, it's it's a you know low money deal because he's making under ten million. Mm-hmm. So your question becomes, can you get him back for you know a contract that's only going to be slightly more than the non-taxpayer mid-level? Uh, that that projects out for next year to be about thirteen million. The Kings can offer right around that number. Um, my question would be is. For Malik Monk is is another team, the team with Capsey, going to come in with something in the range of twenty-ish million mm. a, a season? Because then at that point, you probably you're, you're running the risk. You're probably going to lose them. Mm. If the other option is if there's a chance, you know, nobody's going to come in with that. Or does Malik Monk has he found his place? And it feels like he has, right? It feels like Sacramento is where he's done his best work. I know he's close with Fox and all of that. So. The other option would be, hey, we're going to do what Bobby Fortis did with the Milwaukee Bucks. We're going to sign you to a one-year deal, probably or a, two- or a two-year deal with a player option, for the most we can give you. Then we got your bird rights, and then we got you taken care of a year from now. Mm. So that's something that I think is probably very much in play from Malik Monk. is signs the one-year or one-plus-one contract. Then he's, then he's a free agent again after next season. But then the Kings have his full bird rights, and then they can pay him the, you know, well, whatever they feel the full rate is. And it might even be, hey, you could have got 20. We'll give you 25, 30, because mm-hmm. that feels a little bit better for where, you know, we're, we're taking care of you. And I think Sacramento's starting to get a reputation with this front office, this ownership group now of, hey, if you come here and do right by us, we're going to do right by you. Harrison Barnes is a good example. Fox got the max extension he could get then. And they took care of DeMontis Sabonis through the renegotiation and extension. So uh, I would say the chances of them retaining him is pretty high. Mm-hmm. It just may be uh, a little bit of a path to get there. This team's going to cost a billion dollars by the time we're done with it. <laughs> what a cap's going up. Oh, cap's going up. TV money. In-season tournament, baby. Brought to you by Apple TV. Expansion's coming. <laughs> Keith, we appreciate you, man. You're one of the best. Always love talking to you. Thanks for joining with us. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having Take care, me. Keith. That's our man, Keith Smith, right there. Again, the article is uh, on my Twitter page if you want to go read it, man. Great, great stuff uh, from Keith Smith. You should be following You should be following Trista Crick as well. She's going to join us when dealing with Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 